Work it just a little bit. Am I maybe hanging on to certain pieces of this vision because I feel like I should have them? And if I, even if I do want them, what's the deeper meaning of them for me? Welcome to the Reclaiming Purpose podcast with me, your girl, your hostess with the mostest, and the founder of You Are Into It, Dana Lisa. Join me weekly here for wisdom drops on all things intuition. My methodology is the D3 method, and it teaches you how to discover your own joy GPS and reclaim your intuition, then decondition old people-pleasing or analysis paralysis so that you can transform on a belief level in your unconscious mind, and lastly, how to take deliberate aligned action and find liberation and fulfillment in all aspects of your life, including relationships, love, money, and career. My process uses a blend of human design, neuro-linguistic programming, and my own intuitive gifts to help you in reclaiming purpose in your life. Hello, cool kids of the Reclaiming Purpose podcast. How are you? I hope you're having an amazing start to your week. I'm tripping up over my words already, but we'll get it together. I didn't do any like do re mis before hopping on or anything. <laughs> Not that I normally do. I was just out and about for the day with Luke. We went to a coffee shop and did some stuff from there. I was listening to some trainings from my coach. And this past week has been interesting for me because I've kind of been recalibrating, I think would be the most appropriate word. I was reflecting on the fact that I was kind of feeling this lack of motivation, feeling kind of stuck. What's next? Why aren't certain things working? Like I've had launches recently that just like haven't gone according to plan, haven't been feeling super magnetic. I haven't been attracting, you know, the clients that I'm looking for or bringing people into my programs or my offers. And I've also energetically, obviously not been super behind my offers. Otherwise that wouldn't be a problem. And I've been thinking a lot about like my business model and I've like had clarity and certainty and been like, yeah, this is it. And then started to like second guess or doubt myself. And so as I was going through all of that, I was like, okay, well, what's going on? Like what's coming up for me and why is this happening? And Sometimes I get in my head and I'm like, you're so ungrateful. Like you've got such an amazing life. You're living in Bali. Like you have this amazing partner. You're so taken care of. You're so supported. And it's really easy for me to get in my head and think like, nothing's working out for me. Like life's so hard. Why? Like <laughs> I think it is for everyone. It's easy to do. Like sometimes you you slip and you forget how powerful you are. You forget your own personal power. You forget your authenticity. You forget, you know, that you're super divinely guided and all you have to do is tap in because it's so much easier to just victimize yourself and be like, this isn't my fault <laughs> and give your power away it's less responsibility. It's less intense. There's less feeling to it. So it's way easier to slip into that place. So I was doing some of that and I went away for a week and this place that I was away, 
the like environment was a place that I had stayed in before and it wasn't the type of place that I feel like is true, a true representation of what I desire now. So I was kind of like feeling sorry for myself of like, "Mm, I'm in this shitty place and I don't want to be here. And I, you know, had a miscommunication with Luke and I thought he was coming on a certain day. And then it turned out that he wasn't. And I was like, meh, like, nobody cares about me. (laughs) It was just like an accumulation of feeling sorry for myself. And so I was like, okay, there's clearly a lot of triggers and there's a lot of like low worth thoughts that are coming up for me right now. Like what's going on? Why, why am I here? And this is the gift of things not going according to plan that we often forget. And sometimes we choose not to open the gift because we choose to not self-reflect. And so we continue down the path of resistance, which often leads to some kind of like dramatic rock bottom or explosion event where then we're like, whoa, I should have like stopped a month ago when I knew something was off or a year ago when I knew something was off, but instead I waited because I tried to just avoid this pain. I didn't want to go there, but I've got, and I used to do that, like speaking from experience here, I used to do that, used to be my reality. And I've become a lot better now at being like, no, I'm going to address this. I'm going to look at this now. There's obviously something wrong. There's obviously something off and I'm ready to face it and be honest with myself, which is one of the hardest things to do because we've often become so good at burying aspects of ourself, burying our shadow, that to be honest with ourselves and look at it and say like, yeah, I have this problem, it requires a deep level of humility and honesty and a willingness to be humbled and realize you know, I was wrong for whatever, like for not, you know, being honest or being authentic or being truthful with myself in this particular area or in this particular regard. So for me, what this looked like was really spending some time reflecting on what my vision for my life is. Because I often find that when I have a lack of clarity or brain fog, or I'm feeling really sorry for myself, and I feel this lack of motivation, it's because I am not calibrated to my highest potential or my limitlessness. So I, you know, just a year ago, not that long ago, I really, all I wanted, I was like, I just want to be a nomad. I want a thriving business where I can do whatever I want. I want to attract an amazing partner. I want you know, to be living in a nice villa. I want to have a better relationship with my family. I wanted very specific things and I had a lot of clarity around them and they felt big. They felt like that's scary. That's not possible. So of course they were an expansion. So for me, I was like, this is expansive. This is what I want. And it's going to, you know, stretch me. And I've, expanded into those things. I'm now an energetic match for them because I have them. I have a business that really lights me up. I have this amazing villa. I've attracted an amazing partner. We've created a really amazing relationship. I have my business that gives me so much freedom. I'm doing some really amazing things and I became an energetic match for those things that not that long ago felt so far away. And oftentimes we forget to recalibrate and take a look at what were the things that I wanted 
you know, even a year ago? And do I still actually want those things? Which ones of them have I accomplished? Number one, that I thought, you know, were a way further off goal and I've actually accomplished them or come way closer to them. And which of them have I learned I actually don't truly desire because I've uncovered new information through my healing journey? So when we go through the process of a massive up level, of collapsing time, of manifesting our vision, we go through the three steps of the D3 methodology. The first one is we discover what do we really want? Like, what is it that we're calibrating to? What is our desire? The second piece is the deconditioning of removing any of the barriers between us and that thing that have been conditioned into us and we're, we've been told you can't have that because or you can't do this because and we have to really dig into what are the stories and the belief systems that have been subconsciously programmed into me through society, through expectations of parents, of friends, of, you know, past experiences of trauma. Like what's that coding that's holding me back from really truly believing that I can have what I desire? And then we take action. We take the third D, which is deliberate action, and we move into listening to our intuition, taking that inspired action, and creating the momentum. And sometimes what happens when we go through this process is we decondition and we're like, cool, like I'm expanded, I can become a vibrational match for this, and we manifest things that we really, really thought that we wanted, and we sometimes realize, oh, I actually don't care about this as much as I thought I did. Or, oh, I actually want more than this and I didn't know that I wanted more than this because I barely thought that, you know, what I had previously imagined was possible for me. But now I realize I can have whatever I want. And with that new information and that new recognition comes this whole expansion of like, oh, wow, I actually desire something so different than what I thought I did. So for example, I, when I first got into like the coaching space, I really was like, I want like coach bags and I want pink blazers and I want this like professional look and I want like a really fancy mansion and I want to like fly five star all the time and I want fly fly five star, fly first class, stay in five star. There we go. (laughs) All the time. Like that was like my kind of vision for my life. I imagined like dating like millionaire dudes who were like super wealthy and just totally took care of me, but also being this like really independent boss babe. I had this vision in my head. And I found people who expanded me in that vision who, and there's nothing wrong with this vision, just by the way, FYI, I like, there's people who are living it and they're so cool. Like my initial expanders in the coaching space were women who were living this life because I was like, I want something similar to what they have. Like they're my expanders. I'm going to follow them. They are like the people who are showing me what it's possible, like what I want is possible. And as I've walked with that vision over the last few years. And I've learned more and more about myself and my truth. And I have come into contact with people who, and like in real life, met people who are living that vision. And I started to create that vision for myself. Like I started flying first class and staying in the resorts and, you know, shopping for the Chanel bags. I started to realize, oh, there's... Some of this that actually isn't aligned with the truth of my soul. 
it's things that I think I should want because it's what's been shown to me is like the thing to want. But when I actually did healing work and I started to deconditioning that old programming, I realized a lot of the reason that I thought that I wanted those things was because I wanted to control people's perception of me. I wanted people to see me as successful. I wanted to feel validated and worthy through external resources. I wanted a certain image because I thought that that would get me respect. And when I realized that through doing my own deconditioning work and taking a look at my own unique subconscious programming, I realized, oh, there's like hidden layers of desire underneath here that I didn't even realize existed. There are truths about what I actually want that I didn't even have access to previously because I hadn't started this awakening journey yet. And once I realized that, I was like, okay, I kind of feel, and it's really easy to feel this way, so if you have, you're not alone, I kind of feel like ground zero, like, uh, I kind of feel lost again, like, WTF, like, I don't understand, why do I find that I feel like I've had this, like, starting over sensation where I'm like, what? Like, all the things that I thought I wanted, I don't actually want, like, what does that mean about my identity? And I want you to know that's totally normal. If there's ever this point where you feel like you're going through another identity crisis and you're like, what? I thought I already went through this. I thought I already already discovered the truth of who I am. Like, just know that's the journey. The journey of becoming a person who is healing, who does inner child work, who does shadow work, who takes the spiritual path, who learns to trust their intuition, who starts to walk with faith rather than the programmed fear that we've been taught should dictate our reality. When you decide that that's how you're going to navigate life, you have to do something that you've never done before, which is discover the truth of who you are free of anyone else's perception or judgments and be completely honest with yourself about what you really want. And this requires a dismantling of all of the things that we've ever had that we thought were so strongly associated with our identity. You know, sometimes for me, things like music, for example, there was like certain music that I really associated with being a piece of my identity. And when I really started to heal, I realized that I had listened to that type of music because I thought it made me cool or likable to a particular person or group of people. And so I had adopted and conformed and severed off a piece of my truth to fit into a crowd or to be loved by someone that I wanted love from. And it takes like a radical level of self-responsibility to to honor that and to be like, it's okay that I lied to myself. (laughs) It's okay that I wrapped my identity up in things that I don't actually care about. And this was really the program, the premise for the program Intuitive Opulence, which is part of the way, because I realized how inundated our space can be with like certain images of what success looks like. Like I had a a conversation with a client recently where she was like, you know, I want to celebrate, but I don't really want to get like a bottle of champagne and like pop it and like get balloons and confetti. Like that doesn't really feel celebratory to me. And I was like, well, 
there's no wrong way to celebrate. Like just because you've seen other people celebrating in that way, if that doesn't feel authentic to you, don't do it. Like people will feel the inauthenticity. But it's so easy to like see what other people are doing and be like, oh, you know, and people love it. Like look at them, they're liking it, they're commenting on it, they're engaging with it. So like, I wanna celebrate my wins and I want people to feel empowered. This must be the way to do it. But like, no, you're here to do it your own unique way and you can't do it your own unique way if you're following the way other people have done it before. And so I like really came to terms with like, There's no one who's going to be a perfect living example of the life that I want to live or doing business the way I want to do it or speaking the way I want to speak or teaching the way I want to teach. Like I'm going to have to be, I'm going to have to be honest with myself and learn to decipher using my intuition what is truly aligned with my soul and what isn't. And so because I was feeling this like victim-y kind of mentality recently and I was going through this like you know, other new mini identity crisis again for like the billionth time, I started to ask myself like, okay, well, like what am I doing right now or what's existent in my reality that's incongruent with the truth of what I want? And have I even asked myself recently, like what's the truth of what I want? And when I did that, I was able to have conversations with my partner and be like, hey, you know, I really want to like bring my sister here and I really want to like hire her full time and I really want to, you know, fly her girlfriend here with her. And I really want that to be like a one-year goal. And then I also really want to have like a five-year plan where I'm like buying land and I really want to create like a homestead and I really want to have a self-sustaining off-the-grid farm. And like these things that I hadn't even necessarily fully admitted out loud to anyone else because I maybe was too in disbelief that they were even possible for me. And they didn't necessarily match the old vision that I had for my life. They were something that was new that I had uncovered through doing this work. And so I just wanted to record this to remind you that there's no right or wrong way. Your life and your goals and your vision gets to change as much as you want it to. Because this is totally your journey. And just because you told someone, like, this is what I want. And then a year later, you realized, I actually don't want that at all. Doesn't mean you don't get to shift. Like, you get to burn it to the ground as many times as you want. You get to go through as many identity crises as you want to. You get to change your goals, change your vision as many times as you want to. Because the only person who needs to approve of it is you. And so be honest with yourself. Like, do you truly approve of the vision that you're holding for your life right now? Do you truly approve of the trajectory that you're on? Do you feel like too far gone to switch trajectories? Because that's a lie. There's no such thing as a proper completion cycle except for the cycle that gives you completion. And we get in our heads because of standards and societal conditioning and what other people show us and, you know, examples that are out there. And we tell ourselves it needs to look this way, but it doesn't actually, it gets to look however you want. So get real with yourself. Like, are your goals things that you actually want? And why do you want them? Do you want them because somebody else is 
is, you know, successfully doing them and they have like a really nice life? Or do you want them because it's actually going to ignite your soul and it's actually going to make you feel amazing? Like your why should move you to tears. Like (laughs) I used to feel so disconnected from my vision. Like I would sit there and visualize myself like sipping the champagne on my MacBook with my Chanel bag in the plane because I had seen those pictures and I was like, yeah, I can envision it. And like, I'd be there and I'd be like, oh, like, yeah, that feels good. But was I moved? Like, was my soul moved by that? No. For some people, they'd be like, yeah, they'd be in tears and that would be soul moving for them. But for me, it was not. Now, when I imagine, you know, having a stone fire pizza oven and like cooking side by side on this huge cedar wooden table with my mom and my sister and like walking outside and there being a river and having like a baby on my hip while I'm breastfeeding in the garden and my hands are in the dirt and like that moved me to tears like when I envision that vision I am crying because I'm like this is what I want like it's so moving like your why should make you cry, like it should move your soul. So if it's not moving your soul, get really real with yourself. Like, am I maybe hanging on to certain pieces of this vision because I feel like I should have them? And if I, even if I do want them, what's the deeper meaning of them for me? Like there might be parts of your vision that, you know, they don't move you, but if you were to think about why you want those things, that might be the thing that moves you. And when we feel that move, movedness, I don't know why that's the word that wants to come out. When we feel moved in our soul, we feel motivated in our actions. When we feel moved in our soul, there is a reason to keep going. There's a reason to have resiliency. There's a reason to trust ourselves. There's a reason to take the action that is so much stronger than the fear, that is so much stronger than the scarcity, that is so much stronger than the conditioning. It is what allows us to pick ourselves up and keep going even when things don't go according to plan. (sighs) Yes. Yes. All right. My love bugs, I love you. I hope you're having an amazing day wherever you are in the world. I'll talk to you really soon. And if you're not in my free community yet, I'm going to be spending a lot more time there and giving away a lot more for free. I'm going to be using social media just to have fun because I think that's what social media should be for is networking and fun. And I've made it really serious in the past. And like, this is the thing that's going to make me money. But like true, genuine, authentic relationships are really what make money. And the place where I really want to be focused on building like deeper relationships is off of social media where I don't feel the limitations of censorship or cancel culture. And so I've been working on my YAI community and thinking about how I want to continue to grow that. And it's free, but it's off Facebook, off Instagram. It's on hosted on the back end of my own website. So if you want to come hang out with me there, it's at youareintuit.com slash free. The link is below in the show notes. You can come hang out and get to know me on a little bit of a deeper level. We can connect. So if you're a kindred spirit and you want to continue to learn from me in a really deep way, which I assume you do because you're hanging here and you're at the end of the episode listening to me talk still, then that's the place to be. All right. I'll talk to you so soon. Have an amazing rest of your day. All right, Intuits, that's all for this week, but I will catch you here on Reclaiming Purpose next week. And if you want more of this type of content, you can go check out the offers on youareintuit.com. The link is in the show notes. And for a chance to win a one-year subscription to all of our workshops and programs, go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. 
so that we can enter you into our quarterly draw. I will talk to you guys so soon and have an amazing rest of your day wherever you are in the world. Yeah.